We are back for episode 15 of Journey to a Million. We made it episode 1-5. And you got today myself, Drew Skyberg, and I'm alongside here, Zach Rausch and Jared Veleski, the Journey to a Million squad. We return here. No guest for this first half of the episode. We're talking Colts. So Jared's really our guest here, technically, as the Colts fan. But now later in the episode, we'll be talking Titans with uh, Titans fanatics. So that'll be a lot of fun. But yeah, with that, uh, Jared, Zach, how you guys doing today? Doing good. Be good. And yeah, let's get right into it, guys. We're talking the Indianapolis Colts, and yeah, uh, we'll start. I mean, Jared, so you're, we're gonna you're kind of like the interviewee here. Um, let's talk about it. So the Colts this past season, if you want to give them a grade here, where would you grade them? I I know um, we we got to watch you in person see their ending, so that was, that was kind of fun at Detroit and at Ford Field. But where'd you put it? Um, just basing off of how the season ended in general, I would probably say like a C plus, um, maybe even a C. If they would have continued their win streak after they beat the Patriots and Cardinals, they were looking top 10 teams in the league. But then, you know, Raiders and Jaguars happened. So I'd probably say like a C. Fair. I, I think the, the big story, of course, was Jonathan Taylor, right? I mean, just having the year he had and then I'm – I had him in a fantasy league, so that that came up big for me. But, yeah, Carson Wentz was the other, I think, big story. I think the quarterback and the running back, you know, because the defense, of course, is just – it's something that the Colts have, and it's consistent, I'd say. So, uh, with that, I guess let, let's talk, you know, some team needs now and some of the moves that we saw take place. I think the big story, I mean, we'll talk about it right away, is the whole quarterback situation with Carson Wentz getting shipped off to the commanders and then bringing in your, their guy. They got their guy. Matt Ryan is their guy. And, you know, Zach, Jared, what, what are your thoughts on the Colts getting a guy like Matt Ryan moving on from Wentz? Was that the right decision? I would say um, it's really early still, but I you saw t- people like Baker Mayfield who was asking for a first-round pick and the Colts weren't going to give up another first-round pick the way that it went with Wentz, they don't have a pick now in this first draft and the first round pick of this draft. Um, so, I mean, when you look at the, what you gave up, we only gave up a third round pick for him, and we um, negotiated this contract a lot. We just got 6 million in cap space back today, even. So, I mean, when you look at that, yeah, it's, he's our guy, but I think it's just another big bandaid because he's only going to be with us for two or three years. He is 37 years old coming up here. So I mean, he doesn't have much much left with like with his career. So I don't really know yet, but I like it for now. But we'll see what he can do in these few years he's with us. Zach, yeah, I think the Colts have a good enough roster around him that um, he'll help them enough and get them over the hump to the playoffs. Unlike Carson Wentz was able to able to do, but I don't think obviously it's not a long term solution, and I don't think it'll put them in Super Bowl contention, especially with how um, stacked the AFC is. Yeah, it seems like the the whole Band-Aid, you know, done by the Colts, it's been a common theme at the quarterback position ever since Andrew Luck. I had to say it. I know we, we've included that in a couple episodes, but it's just how it is. And, you know, Philip Rivers served as it, uh, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, talk about a, a Band-Aid that really didn't work. Um, but yeah, Matt Ryan, hopefully he can be a Band-Aid longer. I, I know we were talking, you know, one to two, three years maybe is what you'd hope for, I think, at least. But they really got hit in the draft, right? I mean, that's the big story. And we'll, we'll talk about the draft in this episode as well. But uh, free agent-wise, I mean, you look at needs. Um, 
receivers, one that stands out, you know, Marquez Valdez Scantling, however, we just reported as the time of the recording, you know, he signed with the Chiefs. So that's kind of a guy, you know, players, you know, people on the Colts, you know, Colts fans were even looking for. And I know, Jared, you mentioned Allen Robinson. You know, what, what do you think about the Colts free, free agent or wide receiver situation? And with free agency, do you think, you know, that's still a way to replenish it? Is there any other guys you're looking at? Yeah, um, Allen Robinson's gone now, obviously. Um, but we got three guys I'm looking at. So bottom of the list is OBJ. He's coming off his injury. Um, I don't know if he's really going to um, – what value he would be. I mean, he would cost a lot and he wouldn't play the whole season. Um, the next guy would be Jarvis Landry. Um, he's kind of just – he could be our – like Pitt, like he, Pittman would be our one. He could be our two probably. Um, he'd be a nice addition. And we still have like 20 to 30 million cap space. So we could sign him for a few years probably. Um, and then the top person that I would look at is Julio, Julio Jones. Um, obviously Matt Ryan with the Falcons. He could reunite him. I think he'd be open with that. Um I don't know. That would be it would be something that would help us get over that hump, I think. But um, yeah, that's what Wentz couldn't do. I mean, he wasn't really surrounded with weapons. We had Jonathan Taylor, who Matt Ryan is very ha- like looking forward to play with him because you know he's never had that. I mean, Mike Davis. For a while. Mike Davis. He hasn't had that running back to hand the ball off to. And uh, with a good defense, go to a line. We just need some receivers. So I think Julio and Landry would be my top two options that we could bring in. Yeah, yeah, last time Matt Ryan had that good backfield, those Dante Freeman and Tevin Coleman back in 2016, look how that ended up. Mm-hmm. But also I've seen that was a couple of years ago. Matt Ryan has definitely aged. I could see a reunion with Julio Jones, like you said, that would be a good one. Um, kind of give him another big body receiver that can go up and get it um, like Pittman can. But maybe Lon, uh, Landry, but. They just really haven't done a whole lot with how much cap space they've had this offseason. As a, as a Michael Pittman dynasty holder, you know, I always wonder, I mean, Zach, Zach, we've actually talked about this, you know, back on episode 54, we talked about it, you know, how, how it works, you know, with receivers going to different teams, how that impacts, like, you know, the, the receivers already there, right? I mean, we talked about with Hunter Renfro and, you know, Devontae Adams, how does that help or hurt? And I think that question for me, kind of translate Michael Pittman, you know, if there's a guy, you know, get a guy like Julio Jones, maybe you trade for a guy like Lockett Metcalf. I, I don't know, you know, the possibilities of that. I don't know. Maybe even get a guy like OBJ if he's ready for the season, but you think Michael Pittman, you think that helps or hurts his value getting a guy like that, of that caliber. As a I think cool it definitely team. helps because just, they have basically no other weapons on the outside. Tight ends aren't nothing great. Miley Cox is, I don't know, I'd say average tight end, but their other receivers are pretty lackluster outside of Pittman. So I think for him, it definitely helps. And obviously I said it'll help for Renfro too. I think it's kind of the same thing. Um, the same kind of idea that it'll take some coverage off of them. Yeah, I think that's that's the right answer. And because I, I think with the, you know, well, we'll have to wait and see with that, that situation, if that comes about and happens, but same with like the Raiders situation. That's an interesting thing going on in Vegas right now. But um, let's talk now more, guys, about the draft for the Indianapolis Colts. That's one way they could replenish, you know, a receiver-heavy draft, I'd say. I really like the receiver, some receivers in this draft. And, yeah, with the Colts, um, with the picks, I mean, Jared, I'll go to you because, I mean, you being the Colts fan, I, I guess what, what do you think they're going to target in this draft? Do you think it's going to be that receiver? 
or where do you think they're going to go? How are they going to approach this draft? You know, with trading some picks as well. Um, just how, how is this going to go? I think that um, I don't want uh, to draft a receiver. We don't have a first round pick or a third rounder. Um, it would have to be a second rounder. And we're missing a lot of play, um, key positions on defense too, like cornerback. We have a star defense, but like um, Xavier Rhodes is not reliable anymore. He's past his prime. Um, we just traded away Rocky scene for uh, Yannick Ngakwe, right? So we got our edge rusher. We have Quiddy Pay. We have a great defensive line, but just our cornerbacks. We have Julian Blackman, who's a safety, who's finally coming back off of his um, season-ending injury last year. Um, he'll be a great piece for us. But then, you know, obviously Kenny Moore is our star cornerback, but that's about all we got. I mean, we don't, we're missing a whole other quarter, cornerback. But if we trade for a receiver, then we don't really think, I don't think we need to target a receiver in the draft because last draft we got players like Mike Strawn, who hasn't seen much playing time, but he's a tall guy, a tall player who can, you know, make those catches, um, strong guy. And then we also getting people like Paris Campbell back. So, I mean, we have some receivers, but we lost Zach Pascal. obviously Jack Doyle, Jack Doyle retired. Um, so, I mean, we got Granson too. He's like a backup tight end, but like, that's about it. So, I mean, if we get some receivers um, in free agency, then we could uh, target cornerbacks in the draft. But if we don't get any receivers, then I sh- I'm sure we should look to target one in the second round. What do you think of the Iraqi scene and uh, Yannick Nagakwe trade? I liked it a lot because um, you've seen he was coming off his best, probably his best year as a cult, but um, Ngakwe, we, we had to get a, an edge rusher. I mean, we had Quiddy Pay. He's a he's second year player, obviously now out of Michigan. Um, he just looking at back at uh, highlights on the Raiders. He's just a beast. I mean, coming off the end, we have, you know, two P two edges. Now they can do that. And with our defensive line, we can get a lot more sacks. And uh, you've seen, he's had his ups and downs like two years ago. It was not good. And uh if we do get another cornerback, I think that it'll work out for us. But if we don't, I mean, it could hurt us in the end. Yeah, I think that Ngakwe trade, I really opened you know my eyes for that. For the Colts, Steve, I mean, they're great defense before that trade, of course. But you know, looking at fantasy as well, you know, maybe even a, for me, not really dynasty, kind of someone holds the defense. But, you know, single season fantasy, right? Um, I, I think – you know, Colts defense got to be one of your target. I think scoring defense, I think they'll be able to accumulate a lot of points. So certainly a defense to keep your eyes out for. But yeah, with that, guys, is there any, you know, any other things you want to talk about here before we get into more of the scheduling stuff for next year? Talk about how next year is going to go for this Colts squad. One more thing. So go Zach ahead. and I have a little uh, side bet that we said we'd yes, mention we on the podcast. Um, my bet is that the Colts will beat the Jaguars over the next two years, 4-0. Matt Ryan has never lost to the Jaguars. They're four and zero. He's four and zero in his career. So Zach and I have a little bet um, over the next two years that the Colts will not lose a single game to the Jaguars. That's what I said. He said they but lose you at see least. Here, the Jaguars have a pretty impressive streak going on of, I think, it's seven straight years. I mean, seven straight years is pretty convincing. So but I, I with, had to take that bet. That's with Rivers, Brissett, Wentz, and a few years Andrew of luck. Locke. But a few years of luck. <laughs> But yeah, we're going to see yeah. what the what the fans think on this. We're going to do a poll uh, when this episode airs. We're going to see what they think of this bet. Who who made the better choice? Do, do we get here? What's on the line for this bet? 20 bucks. We got 20 bucks. 20, 20 bucks. On I can tell line. you I can tell you right now that bet's going to favor Zach's um, point here because obviously it's just a meme at this point. They lost to the Jaguars and 
no one's gonna say, oh yeah, they'll beat them all four times. Like they're just gonna go with you know. I can't yeah, on our right now. Monday episodes, we call these long bets of the week, and now this is long bets of you know a couple of years or two years, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, well, we'll see. I mean, Zach could potentially win this bet after a game. So you know, pretty cool for him. Could rack in twenty bucks. You know, put that I mean, towards sleeper. The Colts made uh, Trevor Lawrence look pretty good last year, and he didn't look yeah. very good at better games. Yeah, he's only going to get better with his worst games of the year. So, I mean, but make a difference. Speaking of that, let's talk about the schedule for the next year for the Indianapolis Colts. You know, maybe we'll hear Zach say on 17 here, but <laughs> Jared, I mean, technically here, we'll have you as the guest. You could go first, but let me read the 17 opponents for the 2022 Indianapolis Colts season here. So, starts out here, our commanders, and that's at Indianapolis, and then at Dallas, at Denver, at Houston. Hosting Houston, hosting Jacksonville, hosting Tennessee, hosting Kansas City, hosting the LA Chargers, hosting the Eagles, going to Jacksonville, going to Vegas, going to New York, play the Giants, at Tennessee, hosting Pittsburgh, at Minnesota, and then at New England to play the Patriots. So what do you think? Try not to be biased here. I, I feel like if they if they take one from the Titans, let's let's be let's Remember here. That's not going to happen. Okay. Carson Wentz <laughs> went 12 and five. Not Carson Wentz. Philip Rivers went 12 and five with the Colts. Um, and Matt Ryan, I can see as a better, uh, better Philip Rivers. I think they take one from the Titans. And I'm going to say, I'm going to go oh. high. I'm going to say 13 and four. Holy <laughs> God. Going 13 and four. Because they take one from the Titans. Otherwise, they'll be 12 and five. Book it. That's worse right. than my Jets nine and eight pick. <laughs> okay, Zach, you go second here. Well, I mean, it is a it is a pretty easy schedule. It is I'll go nine it, and eight. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll go ten and seven. Yeah. I'm, okay. Hey, read the opponents again. Read the opponents again. I gotta read them again here. All right. Well, easy down. win. Giants yeah. easy win. There's some okay. easy games on there. Do you say Raiders easy win? No, Giants. Oh, they do have right. the Giants. They got, mm-hmm. of course, they, they have all divisional opponents twice. Backing right. up my, my, my okay. bets. They They're going to beat Houston Cowboys. Twice Jacksonville twice. They got They're going Steelers, two and four in the division. Vikings. God. Two and four. <laughs> Patriots. Look, look, I'll go 10 and seven. You know, they could sneak in with a 10 and seven record in the playoffs. I mean, they're not making maybe, the playoffs. They're they're gonna, I, that I, team no doesn't chance. say anything other than that. They had seven pro bowlers and with the, I was without a quarterback and they look, went, Jared, I'm saying they're playoff team. I, I don't, I don't see the problem. I'm here. just saying, okay. Sneak I'm in. just saying only way they make the playoffs is if they win that division. And I don't see that happening. So what I'm saying with is the they're, AFC they're, West AFC and is AFC tough. North. Yes. I think those are going to be the two divisions that have all the wild card teams. AFC is tough, but I say with the schedule they have, it's an easy schedule. Like they play like four hard teams all year. Yeah, like, they also lost I don't to Jacksonville them... last year. So I mean, Wentz lost to Jacksonville last year. Get an awful game. I don't know how so, you say they lose to Jacksonville twice this year. No, they're this is productive. No, but... Not twice. Not twice. Once. You said they're two and four in the division. Once. You said, oh my god. <laughs> Davis Mills had some flashes last year. The Colts beat the Texans thir- like 83, 80 to three overall last year. Another side bet question mark? Yes, I'll bet money on that right now, right here, right now. For the next two years? Yeah, over the next two years. You double yeah. it, forty bucks that uh, about the Colts. Both of them? Not losing? Like, yeah, all or nothing? No, I want to do two twenty dollars bets. All right, we can do that. 
All right. I'm writing it down. I'm, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about these Let's tomorrow. You'll hear it on the air. Right. So they, they're happening. You guys are shaking on it. I mean, with that, I guess, do you guys have anything else on the Indianapolis Colts here? I mean, I have the records down 13, four, 10 and seven, nine and eight, nine and eight. Wow. So oh, I think we're good. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, we're going to, we're going to go and we're going to talk some Titans here. So you know, one of Jared's divisional rivals, and we'll see what he thinks of the Colts picks right now. Stupid. One of them's a loss. Oh my God. The arguing continues wow. here as we resume <laughs> the second half of the podcast. We actually had a no show. Our first no show here. The Titans fanatic did not want to come on and talk Titans football. Sadly. Yeah. But we got some beef with them now. That's that's, that's okay. Because the journey, the million squad, we know the Titans because we know they're going to beat the Colts twice this year. So with that, that's all we need to know. And let's talk now about the Tennessee Titans here. The second half of the episode just had to show you guys the arguing I had to listen to. Um, uh, They're still going at it, but it's all in good fun. And with that, let's talk about the Tennessee Titans. I guess we all get to give them a grade now because we're all going to be Titans experts in this episode. So we saw them lose, you know, have that one seed and they, Cincinnati goes into Tennessee and yeah, I mean, they take care of business. I, I know we saw one of the best defensive games, you know, we've seen the Titans play in a long time in that game. Really, really took care of Joe Burrow, but you know, Ryan Tannehill just was not it that game. And that's going to be a question we'll talk about in this episode, but grades wise, I'll start with you, Zach, and then we'll make our way around. But where would you grade the Tennessee Titans? Uh, regular season. I'll yep. give them a minus. They had some injuries. Whole season. They still made playoffs. Got the one seed. Postseason, offensively, F. It couldn't be worse. I need a whole season. Defensively, though, so... it's pretty good. All right, so I'll average it out. I'll say a B. Yeah. They got I'll, the one seed, but uh, I'll go. Yeah, and I think, ooh, um, this was the year to do it. You know, one of the years to do it. I think for Tennessee, um, even having like Derrick Henry coming back, all the I know we didn't really seem like he was the same, but. You know, I got to go C plus. It just, you know, it, it wasn't, I feel the expectations were there and they were just not met. Jared? Yeah, with the whole uh, AFC strength this year, I mean, obviously with the Colts going 14 or uh, 13 and four, it's going to be hard for the Titans to, you know, get some games under their belt like that. So, I mean, yeah, last year I, I'd give them probably, I'd give them a B minus overall. Um, if Henry stays healthy the whole year, I think they do a little better um, and, but he didn't, obviously he got hurt and he did not look the same when he came back. So maybe that hurts him again this upcoming year, but we'll see. Yeah. I think that you hit it on the nose with that, but let's talk about the the Titans, right? Some of the moves we've seen made on one of the bigger ones. I mean, I'll start with it right away. I think Julio Jones, I think that the shocker him getting released, it was, it was big news. You know, when he came in, um, I myself was happy, you know, happy. I, I'm actually Sadly, a Julio Jones dynasty holder. It's it's one of you know, it's something I don't like to bring up, but I am. I also am a Ryan Tannehill dynasty holder. I know another thing that's not really exciting right now, but both tough spots. We got to talk about good moves. Robert Woods for a sixth. I I know the whole injury thing. You know, I'm a Titans fan. I'm I am I'm enthused about that move. Uh, Jared, we'll start with you. I, I mean. I, I know you lose Julio Jones, but getting Robert Woods and for that price, I think the price say that's a good price. Yeah, like you said, just the price. I mean, if it was for like a second or a third, like that would not probably wouldn't be the best move. But I mean, they got him for a sixth, and that's crazy. Like you lose Julio Jones, who is your probably your number two receiver, definitely your number two behind AJ Brown. 
And now you got Robert Woods, who will miss a few games um, with that injury he had. Um, He'll be back but, around the beginning of the season, though. Around the beginning? He, okay. It wasn't right at the end. It was regular season. Yeah, true. Got hurt. True, yeah. So, I mean, it's a great move. I mean, bringing a, a guy like him, um, have a, still have your two weapons, even when you lose Julio. Now you're bringing him. So, you got your two weapons with him and A.J. Brown. Um, and then you always got Henry. So, I mean, that was a good move, I thought. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, Henry – let's go ahead, Zach. One of the big things is why they got him for a six, though, is because of the contract. I think his mm-hmm. cap hit is upper teens, mid-teens, something like that. So it's kind of a similar reason why Julio Jones got cut is because his cap hit was in the 20 million, the 20 million range. So that's why Robert Woods was able – you could get him for a six-rounders because mm-hmm. his cap hit was probably more than he was going to be produ- productive for the team. And obviously, the Rams just felt that Allen Robinson would be a better fit for them. So that's kind of why they got that. But I do like the move. Gives them that other weapon. And I'd say it's upgrade over Julio at this point in their careers. You do think exactly. that? Okay. That's what I was going to That's, that's yeah. where I'm going. I, I think – and plus he still is a cheaper option regardless. I, I think being a cheaper option and still, you know, might not be much, but still having that – maybe that more upside considering where we saw Julio last year. Injury-wise, it's just not, not ideal, right? So I, I like the move for, you know, the Titans and – yeah, defensive wise, I, I think you know they're, they're still looking good, right? I mean, what we saw last year was impressive out of that Tennessee Titans defense because I mean they're not known these years past, you know, for their defense, but they really showed up this year. I guess what, overall, what do you guys think? You know, of that defense, and we talked about it here on the episodes as well. You know, just the blitzes they were dialing up just worked to perfection in the playoffs. But I mean, you, floor is your guys. They had nine, I think it was nine sacks, right, against the yeah, Bengals. Nine. Yeah, yep. that's crazy. So I mean, they bring that next year. That's that's scary. I mean, they weren't always known for a great defense, but I mean, that's crazy. If they can keep that into the next year, I'd watch out for them. Maybe even draft them for uh, some dynasty uh, defenses or just any fantasy in general. Yeah, their corners aren't the best, but I'd see they have Bayard as one of their safeties, and then that front seven is crazy good. I mean, you got Jeffrey Simmons, then you got Harold. Uh, Landry, I think it's pronounced, but he's got his big extension. So that front seven is really good. And then you got some good linebackers to back that up and with some good safeties as well. So it's a pretty solid defense. They could use another corner maybe, but I really like that defense. And they'll probably shut down the Colts next year. Yeah, I mean, both squads have good, solid defenses, so that'll be a nice battle. But, uh, yeah, looking, you know, with the draft, I, I mean, I know we mentioned the secondary, the corners being a weakness for this Titans squad, perfect way, I think, to address that weakness would be, you know, through the draft, getting some of those young corners. Uh, they have a first rounder and, you know, that could be a way to maybe replenish that spot right away. I, I know I, I always look, like to look at some mock drafts to see, you know, consensus. I like to look overall to see what the general consensus is saying. Also make my own formulation, right? Uh, you know, they, they have them going to the offensive lineman route as well, because I, I, need one to two more guys on the line as well. But, you know, some have like them getting trailing Burks, you know, a receiver. I, I find that maybe that does not take into, you know, Robert Woods being there, but uh, general consensus has them take going offensive lineman first round. Do you guys think that's the likelihood for the Titans? I could see that. Yeah. When you have a running back like Derrick Henry and then you have Tannehill who, all he really needs to be is a media, I mean, average at best, um, just be able to give him some time with the line. Um, just give him a little bit of time to throw the ball to his receivers, you know, and then Henry's always there for the 
main option. So, I mean, a little upgrade is all you really need at the line. Um, I think they're good enough right now, but yeah, they could get one or two more, even like depth pieces. Yeah, I think Tannehill just, he kind of needs what the Colts need on Matt Ryan. They need a quarterback that maybe not going to win them, maybe won't win them games, but isn't going to lose them games. I think uh, Tennessee's biggest need is probably right tackle after releasing Quisenberry this offseason. So they do need another tackle. Quisenberry was pretty good in run blocking. He was uh, a top five tackle or something like that. But he was pretty bad at pass blocking, which definitely did not help Tannehill out, especially in the playoffs. So I can see them going um, offensive line, kind of right tackle first round, and then um, one of the third rounders going towards corner. Also corners, I mean, guys available, you know, Andrew Booth out of Clemson might be a guy that could sneak there. Uh, Trent McDuffie as well out of Washington. Uh, both those guys, you know, they got them 20 to 30 range right in the 20s. And them being at 26 certainly puts them around with possibilities. Get a guy like that, of course, you know, they could trade, uh, trade up, trade down. I don't see that really happening right now. But I, I like what Zach said, you know, go offensive line right away, get a solid guy in the first round and then. You know, maybe take more of a defensive mind later throughout the draft. I think that might be the way we see Tennessee Titans roll. But uh, other other than that, guys, do you want to talk more? You know about free agents. I know we saw Austin Hooper. You know he got a one year deal from the squad. I guess. What are your thoughts on that? I know Hooper's not really the same guy we saw. He that breakout year with Atlanta. You know, a few years before he signed with Cleveland. But what, what do you guys think of Austin Hooper? Do you think this boosts his uh, fantasy value at all going to Tennessee over Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. Well, now that with them having the shot, I still think so. Because I think so too. Because they had Najoku, who was always like an average court or average tight end, and now Hooper can be like his own tight end, I guess. Obviously, a downgrade from quarterback, but from Watson to Tannehill. But I mean, yeah. Well, you Baker last year though too. But yeah, true. Yeah. So I I like. We're not talking. We're not talking Browns, but do you think? Najoku is also going to be a good fantasy option this year with Hooper gone. Kind of has the whole the whole tight end position in Cleveland to himself now. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. they are looking for like Odell. He might be returning to Cleveland, so it depends what they're doing. But we can get into that on different episodes. Yeah, could certainly happen there. Um, I guess. Well, with that, I mean, we got to talk about next year's predictions, right? Uh, I, I know Jared's you know high on the Colts, you know, with a thirteen four record. Are they're winning that division then with a record like that? But um yeah. You know, what what do we think from the Titans next year? The one concern, you know, Derrick Henry gets another year older. I, I guess what can we expect out of him is a question that needs to be answered, you know, coming off that injury. Do you guys think you know Henry will be okay? I mean, this year, but like how many more years do we have left of the dominance that he has had these past, you know, five, six years? It's only getting harder from here on out. I mean He's getting older. AFC is getting very hard. Their schedule this year this year is looking pretty tough too. So I mean, I don't see a few. I mean, that many more years with him. I mean, they got who's their backup foreman? Is that his name? Yeah, I think it's Fonte Foreman. Foreman yeah. went Fonte to Foreman, uh, but he's gone to Carolina. Oh, is he gone? Okay, so, yeah. They have uh, I forget his name, but there's the other guy that yeah, I was kind of foreman. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe a few years left for Henry, but we'll see. 28 now and I, I you know what they always throw the number 26 27s when we see the decline for running back I guess you know I, I don't know how much you want to value that number it being like an average but certainly it's been true for a lot of big names so I I guess maybe he can be exception which is with his bigger stature but 
we'll we'll have to wait and see with that, I guess. But um, let's talk. You know, scheduling. Look, yeah. Go ahead, Zach. He didn't look good in the playoffs. That's I mean, that's the one concern. Like, that injury might be might might be a little decline there, but you know he was yeah. running away with you know some rushing records, and then that injury happened, and JT took over, right? So I mean, it's a foot too. It's I mean, it's a big part of a running big back's deal. game. You need your feet, yeah. So I mean, that's that's gonna hurt him a lot. That's why you know to be a if if you are a dynasty older for Henry, I, I don't know what you do right now. I guess you kind of just write it because trade him. Well, his value I right now, him. Zach, might not be after that playoff game. I mean, not everyone might be I, thinking. You think you could still get like uh, maybe a first? Kind of depends how how much the people in your league value the draft picks. I mean, personally, if I was trained for Henry, I would a first rounder. End of the first round, I'd give up. Beginning, um, kind of probably depends how much you like some of the prospects in the draft. But I think you could probably get a first rounder from them in most leagues. Probably right, and I, we'll have to wait and see how that goes too. Because I, I know in our dynasty league that we're in a twelve team one, um, you know there hasn't been really any trades yet in the off season. We got to really get that jump started, make some trades happen, trade some picks. I know there's a little, you know, some trades were trade, trade talks were happening in our league, but yeah, you know, Drew sending me some terrible, terrible. Oh come trades. on, says you, but yeah, um, we'll do another podcast, fantasy football league, of course. You know, that's always something we like to do on sleeper. You know, go join our sleeper squad. DM any of us for the link, but let's talk Titans schedule for next year, 2022 to 2023. Their schedule. I'll read the 17 opponents. Zach, are you going first today? I'll make you go first. I suppose I go for. Here we go. At Washington, at Houston, at Indianapolis, at Jacksonville, at Kansas City, at Los Angeles to play the Chargers, at Philadelphia, hosting Houston, hosting Indy, hosting Jacksonville, hosting Denver, hosting Vegas, hosting Dallas, hosting New York Giants, going to Buffalo to play the Bills, going to Lambeau to play the Packers, and then hosting Cincinnati. So, rematch there to round it out, but what do you think, Zach? I'm going to go 11 and 6. Okay, so let me ask you something, Zach. You read both of those schedules, Colts and Titans, and you think Titans are easier or do you think they're harder? Oh, they're definitely harder, but I think Titans are a better team and just have less less holes, and I think their offense is a little bit more dynamic. They have a lot more weapons than With an aging Indianapolis does. That J- Indianapolis has JT, who is a young running back, right? Yeah, but Henry's – while he's older, he's well, five years older or whatever, but yeah. he's still he's still good. I think he'll still be solid this year. Yeah, for sure. Probably get his usual, like, 500 carries or whatever and average, like, five yards a carry. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. I think, obviously, A.J. Brown and Robert Woods, along with Hooper, I think it's just a more dynamic offense that's a little bit harder to cover, especially if Tannehill – the Tannehill is playing good football, unlike he was in that um, divisional divisional round game in the playoffs. Yeah, their weapons are definitely better than the Colts. Um, I guess I'll go ahead with my record. Um, so I got the Colts, obviously, at uh, 13, 13 and, four. and 4. So I think that the Colts take one out of two from Tennessee. Um, I think the Titans will take the home game against the Colts. But then, obviously, running out the year with Buffalo, Green Bay, and Cincinnati, they got uh, the Raiders in there, um, Denver with Russell Wilson, Chiefs, Chargers. They got a tough schedule. So I'm going to say that they go um, one game worse than the Colts. I'll give them 12 and 5. Okay. I'll, I'll go. I'm going to go with Zach here. I, I like the 
11 and six. So I'll stick with that. Um, but so I, I give him a game better than the Colts then is how, how mine looks. But um, I guess do you guys have anything else with those standings? Uh, any other final arguments on either side here? So you're just saying just both of you are thinking the Titans are going to win the AFC South. Yeah. Yeah. Drew, is there wait, a question? Drew, do you think the, uh, do you think the Colts still make the playoffs? Right? You and, said that. Um, I, I did say that Zach, but so yeah, the AFC teams? West, it gets tough because again, that division, but I, I think the Colts, because that division is going to be up on each other. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just how yeah. it is. So that might help the Colts out. So to give them, you know, I, again, they play, you know, a squad like Jacksonville that might help out, you know, but who knows? Like I it should teams... theoretically help out. Right. But yeah. and the Texans, right. Both those should help. So I will say, I think the Colts do sneak in the playoffs. Because both these teams in the division are probably going to go four and two in the division. You would think. Or not four and two. They can't. Yeah, they should. Right. Yeah, four and two. I would think if they both. Yeah. Took. Yeah. So about that. Um. So maybe like. Uh, I think the Colts. I mean, if they go ten and seven, like you're saying, I don't think there's a chance that they even get into the playoffs. With the AFC being that tough, I mean, you got four teams in the West that are all possible I playoff I teams. I think. Right? Yeah. It, I think one of the teams in the West isn't going to make it, but then. Obviously, you got the North with the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Browns all this year. A lot like, of good teams. Tough division. That's yeah. just how it is. That's why I think you got to pick and choose. And I'll, I'll give the Colts the nod because, you know, last year I think a sour taste in their mouth. I, I think we could certainly see it happen because I don't think, you know, all four teams are, you know, some, something's going to happen. Injuries happen, right? I mean, we could see in the AFC West something happens, right? Uh, the Browns might flop. Like, there, there's things that could happen. That's where I – I, I truly think, you know, take other factors, you know, that, that could happen. I, I think that might really help the Colts out, but you got to wait and see, right? I just feel like yeah. coming from a Colts fan, um, after what Jim Ursay said about how he guarantees the Colts to win multiple Super Bowls in the next decade and that they're all in for the next few years, like the way the season ended last year, it kind of leaves Colts fans feeling like, well, if we're not going to do anything, then like, I guess we're just going to waste our whole like roster. We got a great roster. And I feel like, if they don't make a great, a big push this year, they're going to lose a lot of support and people are just going to start questioning all their decisions. So, I mean, I think they're going to have a great season this year. Uh, Titans will be obviously right up there with them again, like always in the division, but I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, personally, I think they should do whatever they could to get Russ. So obviously they didn't have a shot with Watson because it's in the division, but if he really does want to go all in, they should win on got Russ, whether it means giving up an extra third rounder than Denver or whatever, but you're going to go all in. You need a good quarterback that can compete with other good quarterbacks in the league. That's what I said. Going all in for Matt Ryan doesn't sound like a big improvement. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And that's just how it is. We're going to have to wait and see. That's the beauty of these off season previews, but you know, you guys got anything else before we wrap up here? Should be it. Awesome. So that wraps up episode 15 here of journey to millions. So thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Jordan and drew the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.